I think the question that we should be asking is like, how do I get design skills? Or like, how do I build on my design skills? That's a very different question than should I go to design school? Welcome to Design Life, a show about design and side projects for motivated creators. My name's Charlie. And I'm Femke, and welcome to today's episode. We're getting really close to the 200 mark on the show, which is kind of wild, but also kind of exciting. If you've stuck with us from the beginning, thanks. You're amazing. Yes. <laughs> Today, we want to talk a little bit about design education. This is something that I get asked a lot. I think, Charlie, you do as well. And we often get requests in relation to this topic. There's two from two different listeners I'll read out. Uh, one says, Hey, Charlie and fam, I don't have the money or time for design school and all that goes along with it. There's so many resources online and it makes it really difficult to know if I'm going in the right direction or, or which one to choose. And then another question was, do you think it's best to have a master's or take a smaller course or a workshop? How do you keep updated and how do you how do you learn design? In addition to this, I also get asked very frequently about boot camps. I know that that's a really another common way to sort of get some design education. So I thought this would be interesting to talk a little bit about and like get your perspectives and opinions, Charlie. Um, But before we go into it, why don't we start with our little catch up that we always do. Uh, How are things going with you? What's been on your plate this week? I got distracted just then when you said catch up because it reminded me that we actually used to call it our weekly check-in. Oh my God. And we stopped saying that because people thought we were saying chicken with our accents. I don't know. That was just a fond memory of like past design lifetimes. Well, I don't know if you noticed I paused just before I said catch up because I was worried it was going to sound like ketchup, the the tomato sauce. So I think either way, we just can't win this. I mean, listeners by now know our accents and kind of know what to expect, I guess. (laughs) And if you're new, welcome. These are our accents. Okay, so my my little update. Side hustles are pretty much the same as last time we talked, basically. I think I talked about wrapping up with Inside Marketing Design, my series, getting near the end of that. Um, I'm going to be recording, forgive me if I said this last time, uh, like a a wrap-up episode for season one, just talking through I don't know, some trends that I noticed in all the interviews, what I've personally learned from it, because there has been a few things that I've like literally adopted into my design process since talking to designers about them and hearing about how they work. So I think that'll make for a fun like season ender, you know, Mm -hmm. then I'm starting to think about what's next, you know, but I'm going to try and force myself to take a few weeks, at least maybe a full month break off any new side hustles before I do that. I as I'm saying it, I know that's not going to happen. I know I'm going to finish and be like, oh, what's next? But uh, I think it'd be good for me to try and just have a little bit of a break first. You know, what about you? How's things going for you? It's so funny hearing you talk about like taking breaks on side projects because I feel like most of yours are quite recurring. And so the fact that you even like, I guess, are always thinking about the next thing and like wanting to work on something else and adding more to your plate and like hearing you now say, no, I'm going to take a break. I feel like you know, five years ago, Charlie would not have said that. So I, I think you've come a long way and I think it's good that you're like giving yourself the, the rest and time and sort of uh, self-love, I suppose, that you definitely deserve. And when I say break, though, I do mean that I will continue with this show and I'll continue with weekly oh, YouTube I videos. Oh, I know that. I know that. Yeah. The new next thing. Actually, a fun project that I want to do. I've just bought a mechanical keyboard. It hasn't arrived yet. But when it comes in, I've been watching videos for how to paint your own 
like key sides of the keys and customize it. And I'm just like, oh, it looks like fun. So that might be my like break project, I guess. <laughs> so I'll still be doing something. It just won't be a side hustle. <laughs> yeah, well, well, of course, you're always keeping busy with something. <laughs> <laughs> of course. What about you? How's things going with you? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. My YouTube channel is growing relatively is. quickly. I'm very proud. <laughs> it's weird, but it is cool. I feel like it was only a few months ago. Like I, I recently redid my branding on my YouTube and I kicked that off a few months ago with Holly. And I remember talking to her at the time. I only had like 5,000 subscribers and I was like, yeah, my goal is to hit 10 at the end of the year, but I don't know if it's going to happen. Like the growth has been pretty slow this year. I think now I'm almost at 15. So like 10K Ooh. later in only a few months. So kind of scary, but also kind of cool. Um, I'm, you know, thinking a lot about how I want to continue the channel and like keep growing and doing some brand branded relationships with some design tools and, and design companies, things like that, which is always fun and really exciting. So yeah, I've been experiencing some good growth and I don't know if I've mentioned it on the podcast, but I definitely tweeted about how I'm really inspired by how you do your little annual like side income report every year and this year when I decided like I'm gonna start making money like I've been doing all this stuff for free for far too long I'm, I'm now gonna start charging for my time and like actually trying to make money from my side projects so I'm hoping to do my own little side income report at the end of this year um, and so I've been tracking everything in like a google sheet and I have like a little um, you know, profit loss statement and like seeing like how much I'm, I'm making and how much I'm spending also. So it's kind of cool. It's kind of exciting. I I'm looking forward to, to putting that together at the end and kind of sharing that out. I love that. And I bet that because you decided you were going to do this and that you've been tracking things, it's put you in more of like a money mindset, you know, mm -hmm. and you're more open to looking for ways to monetize your side hustles because you want to add more things to that spreadsheet. <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah. Yeah. At least that's the way it worked for me. <laughs> yeah. No, it's been, uh, it's been really fun, really great. I'm learning a lot uh, about like charging for these things. I feel like there's a lot of resources online about charging as a freelancer, but when it comes to like charging for I don't even know how I would, would describe this, but like, I guess like brand partnerships and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. There's not that much or as much chatter online about that compared to freelancing. So yeah, it's been a bit of a like ballpark guess. I'm like slowly making my way up, increasing my prices like every now and then. So yeah, we'll, we'll see. It's a bit of a journey. That's very cool. Well, should we get into today's topic of education? When you pitched this to me to cover this today, as often happens, I'm always like, haven't we done this before? And I search through our archive and I can't find that we've done an episode about like, should you go to design school? Right. It, at least that wasn't in a title that we've put out of this, of this episode, uh, show in the past, I don't know, four or five years that we've been making it. So I'm very surprised about that. And I think it's going to be great to talk about it today because it is a topic that we both have opinions on for sure. Where do you want to start? Where should we start with this? Yeah, I suppose like... Maybe we can start with what are your overall thoughts on this question? Whether it's like, should I go to design school? Should I go to boot camp? Should I do a master's? Like in general, like what are your thoughts on like getting some formalized quote unquote like education in design versus like the other route, which seems to be self-learning, et cetera, et cetera. What's your like gut reaction or like kind of instant response when you get asked these kinds of questions? 
Yeah, my instant response is it depends on the person and how you learn and you have to be really honest with yourself about it. Mm-hmm. I know for a fact that at 18 years old, when I went to design school, I did a four-year degree, which actually ended up taking me five, but whatever, to learn design. There is no way that I was in the right mindset and like had enough self-discipline and knew enough about how to learn to teach myself design. I needed design school. I needed that structure to help me know what to learn and to give me like a very structured um, like format to do that learning in with direct access to mentors in, in the professors that I had, um, you know, being surrounded by my classmates to, to go through things together and be learning alongside them. I needed that environment to learn design and I have zero regrets about going to design school despite, you know, the student loans that came out of it. <laughs> I needed it. And it got me to where I am today. So I think it was great. I think if you're a person who is more self-disciplined and very, very, very motivated, then you could probably do it by yourself without any sort of formalized thing, whether that's design school, boot camp, online course, whatever. But I think that sometimes people underestimate how much work goes into learning a new skill, especially when it is new to you. And maybe it's a, you know, your first foray into a career path. I think when you're later in your career, making the switch to design, teaching yourself is easier. But yeah, when you're just getting started, you don't know how to learn yet and you don't know your best learning style because you know, you're young and you're still, you haven't figured all that out yet. I think that sometimes people can expect a lot from themselves because they hear that design is something you don't need a degree for and assume right. that that just means that they'll magically be able to do it, which is not the case. Yeah, my, my response is always like, it depends and it's very situational and I know that that's not a helpful response but the way that I see it is assuming that you want to do all of this to like ultimately get a job I think when you're going to apply for that job what people really want to see or what's most important is the experience that you have not necessarily the education in my experience and so Do whatever you have to do to get that experience. Now, for some people that might be going to design school, for some people that might be getting a master's, uh, for others that might be a boot camp, an online course, self-learning, you know, there's a lot of different paths and a lot of different avenues in order to, to get that kind of experience that you can then put on your resume. You know, I know that for some people... People don't have the same access to, to education or, you know, pricing is really expensive, you know, that could be really difficult. And so I think it's very situational and often just encourage people to reflect on like their goal. Like, what are you trying to, what are you ultimately trying to achieve? Where are you trying to get to? Like, are you trying to land a job? Uh, do you maybe already have a job and you're trying to do a career change? That's also a very, very different situation. Wouldn't necessarily recommend going and doing a four-year degree if that's the case. So yeah, I feel like it can be very situational and I don't feel like there's a global at least I don't have like this blanket global answer of like this is exactly what you should do in order to become like a designer and then get a job yeah agreed I like what you talked about about it being about your experience because really the reason why you learn and the reason why you you know you'd go to design school do the course do a boot camp whatever is to not only learn design but also to get projects out of it that you can show to people to demonstrate your skills. Yeah. I found it valuable anyway to be doing those projects in design school. And I found that, that they always pushed me further than ones I just did for myself. Because when you're just working for yourself, you don't know how far to push yourself a lot of the times. Or 
I don't know, maybe you reach a point with a project where you're like, I know this isn't right, but I don't know what else to do because there's no one else I can talk to about this. There's no client to bounce ideas off of. There's no teacher. And so it can be hard to develop your skills and get your example pieces of work into a really good state. And I'm saying that generally because there's a lot of people I know who absolutely have those skills on their own um, when they were getting started. There's like, you know, these bright sparks that you see every now and then. But I would say that those people that are the exception and not the norm. And that that's why, you know, boot camps, online design classes and all that can be great. I think what's really cool about the sort of like the creator space at the moment is that there's so many designers making courses. Right. Yeah. Like um, Matt D. Smith, I think, is just about to launch his or maybe it has yeah. already. Shift yep. Nudge. He's been mm-hmm. working on it for ages and like he's a fantastic designer and makes great content. So his course is going to be great. Ryan Segal has a, a web design course as well as a freelancing course. So that's awesome too. You know, there's there's people out there making courses that you could get a lot of value from without the price tag of a bootcamp or a full design school. For sure. Yeah, I think the the question that we should be asking is like, how do I get design skills? Or like, how do I build on my design skills? That's a very different question than should I go to design school? You're right. I feel like if you're asking like, how do I build my design skills? There's so many answers and there's no right way. Like you can try lots of different paths. And so you should reflect and think about what's going to work well for you. I also encourage people like when I get asked this question about, should I go to school, whatever, like I kind of ask them back, like, well, what have you tried? You know, what have you done so far? Like, have you tried to self-learn and then you hit a wall and and you're, you're learning, you know, you struggled to progress in your learning or did you try a course and maybe it wasn't the right fit for you or like, what have you done so far? I often do encourage people to at least try something that's a little bit lower barrier to entry or less commitment than signing straight up to a university or, or a full four-year course, right? Like, well, do you know if you enjoy it? Like, have you tried creating a website or, you know, whatever it is, like, what have you tried so far? How have you dabbled and tried to, to get skill and experience in this area? And so I think that's always a good place to start too, is just trying on your own and seeing like, is this something I actually enjoy? And is this something I want to continue pursuing and, and learn about in a formal educational environment or, or on my own? You know, I think that's, that's a good place to start too. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that 100%. Do you think you would ever go back to design school and do like a master's degree in design? Like now at the point where I am in my career or like in hindsight? No, I mean like from now, Mm. is that something you would ever think about doing returning to design school? Not at the moment, no. Because it's been something I've like, I always thought like as soon as I finish university uh, and some of my peers went on straight to doing their masters straight after. And I was like, get me the heck out of here. Like <laughs> I'm ready to be in the workforce and earning money and like, you know, moving on with my life. I'm not staying in school at another year. But now I've been kind of thinking of it as like, I don't know, maybe it's just because the side projects that I do and I always have these ideas and I'm sure you have a, this case now where you look back on some things you did in design school and you're like, oh, I didn't quite get at the time that that's like where that teacher was trying to push me in this. I wasn't like thinking critically enough about that. Mm-hmm. I could do a, such a better job of this project now. And I just, I don't know, I have ideas that I think would be fun to explore in like a master's situation, but I would never do it for my career, if that makes sense. Like it, I would do it for fun. <laughs> I would go and do my master's like in the evenings or something. 
like as another side hustle, I suppose, or like a hobby just to be exploring those skills. I'm sure it would, would like, wouldn't hurt my career because more learning is always good, but I don't like, I'm not saying I need it to progress just that lately I've been maybe not so as close-minded about doing one as I have been in the past. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. I, I will admit that I have considered teaching in that Ooh. kind of environment, but not going back to like learn myself. Cool. Speaking of teaching, I'm actually going to be um, a guest lecturer on a master's course here in Valencia at a design school um, in February next year. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's like a master's in branding. Wow, so that's be, so cool. Yeah, teaching something then have not worked it out yet. <laughs> <laughs> Super cool. What are your thoughts on the boot camp thing? Like, I, I get asked that question very specifically. Like, what's your thought on boot camps? Should I look at, like, should I do this boot camp? People might send me links to two different ones and they're like struggling to choose between the two. I know you haven't done a boot camp. I have not done a boot camp. So I don't have personal experience. Um, I have friends that have done it, I have colleagues that have gone through boot camps. So I, I know that they can be good, uh, but because I haven't done it myself, I always really struggle to answer this question. Uh, and so curious, like, what do you think about boot camps? I think that you have to be careful what the boot camp is promising you, maybe, and maybe take a very critical look at the curriculum of it. Because, like we've talked about, the point of getting education is increasing your skills and ending up with good example projects mm-hmm. to show of your work. I don't know, sometimes I feel like boot camps can go a bit too fast and not like they can focus on teaching you how to make something visually look like this, but perhaps there's not enough time to go into the full like design thinking, like critical thinking side of things, which is what separates, I believe, a like average designer from a really great one is their ability to think about more than just pixels and colors and all of that. Um, so that's my concern with boot camps, but I'm not saying that they can't ever be good. It wasn't a boot camp, but a friend of mine who might be listening to the show actually, so hi Nadine, if you're listening, she attended, I think it's called Shillington School of Graphic Design oh, yeah. in London. And it, it was like sort of a, a night night class type thing that she did alongside her full-time job. The work quality from that that she got was impeccable. Like, I was so impressed. I went to her degree show and her work was fantastic. Loads of the other students' work was fantastic. And so I could look at that and see, okay, obviously Shillington's doing something right in the way that they teach design because all of these different students are getting it. Like, it's not just like, you know, the random, like natural talent, whatever, quote unquote. It's, you know, they're very clearly taught really good design practices here. So yeah, maybe it is about looking at work produced by past students because that's what helped me form, like see that that would mm-hmm. be a good place. Mm-hmm. And I think recommendations, recommendations, recommendations. You want to hear from someone who's been there before yeah, and uh, especially someone who's paid for it and how they valued it. Because like asking me or you is all well and good. We could look at the curriculum and be like, yeah, I mean, this is stuff you need to know about. Right. At the end of the day, we can't really tell you about the quality of the teaching because we didn't go there. Yeah, no, totally. That's often what I say too, is like, I recommend that you reach out to to a past student, like to an alumni and see what their experience was. I will say that I do find when I'm reviewing candidates for jobs, people who are applying to, to work at my team, it is obvious to see the bootcamp people from the non-bootcamp people uh, when looking at portfolios. Interesting. In what way? Yeah, so often like, Okay, like this might be rare, but I have had cases where I've seen the exact same project 
on different portfolios. You mean like the same design or the same brief? The same design. Oh, like so both students worked on this project and they've both put in their portfolio sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Yeah. Also the same brief. Yeah. But that's like to be expected, I suppose. Yeah. But I also noticed like there's this common, I guess, I guess these boot camps are teaching this like very common linear design process because their case studies follow like exactly the same steps. And that's just kind of a giveaway of like, oh, okay, this is like someone who's been to a boot camp, um, which that's fine. But I find what I often see is that like the case studies or the work that they've done, they all have like the same like user personas and then they did some like affinity mapping and um, it's all well and good. But I find that like occasionally I'll come across one where like they've done a little bit more, like clearly they kind of went out of the boundaries a little bit and took their own initiative and, and did a few extra steps or they, they sort of tailored the design process to fit their project, which I find most people from boot camps don't do. What I'm trying to say is it's just it just seems like people at these boot camps are often following a very like linear process and there's not much creative or critical thinking in terms of like actually deciding what you need in your process and like using the right tools and the right methodologies that you need for your specific project. And so that's just something that I, I see a lot in bootcamp portfolios. And to me, if I'm looking at a bootcamp portfolio versus someone else who like has kind of a more tailored design process to fit the brief, um, you know, that could sway me in some cases. That's really interesting. And so when I've been reviewing candidates, I honestly don't sometimes look at the educational experience, whatever. I'm judging on the work most mostly for the mm-hmm. first like initial pass, you know. Mm-hmm. And I've seen a lot where projects seem to follow the very same, you know, very rigid structure. And there's always some where you get a sense that it's kind of like, I did this in design school. I don't know if you did. We can confess it now because it's ages later where you like post rationalize things, you know, where you make your project and then you're like, oh, I needed to have thumbnails or I needed to have a reason for doing this. So uh, this is my reason. And I'm going to work backwards to make these thumbnail sketches based on my final design. (laughs) Because you thought you had to fill out the whole process, you know, and to have that all there to make it a rounded out project. But what I know now, you know, in, into my career is that uh, it's really obvious when those things have been faked. And um, I do sometimes get a sense that, I don't know, sometimes you look at a portfolio and you're like, is this user persona really like a thing they thought critically about or was right. it just a thing they felt like they had to check off the list? Yeah, because their teacher told them to. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And what this makes me think of, honestly, is we shouldn't have just one source for learning. I think the same is true whether it's a four-year like degree, whether it's a boot camp, whether it's an online course you're taking. You cannot rely just on one source or one person to give you your training and to get your learning from. Because how we learn and develop our own process is by seeing all the different ways that other designers do it picking and choosing bits that we feel work for us, trying something out, trying something else out when that doesn't work, you know, to form our own process and the way we like to do things. Um, and if the only design training you've had is this one boot camp with probably like a set of, I don't know, one to three teachers maybe throughout, then you're, you haven't got this varied understanding, I guess, of, of the design process. And you need more information and you need more sources of people to be learning from in order to 
become who you're eventually going to be as a designer. Yeah, I think you articulated that so much better than I was trying to. I totally agree. It's like, okay, I want to hire someone like not because you can follow a process well, but because you know how to make decisions and like adapt the process to meet the, the situation and like know how to pull in the right tools. And, you know, that that's like more a skill that I'm looking for when I'm hiring uh, as opposed to like someone who could clearly just follow like a structure given from from their teacher and not question anything about it. So I don't know. I, I think that's just I see that a lot in boot camps. I, I don't often see boot camp students breaking that mold occasionally I do and that's when it stands out to me um but yeah I just worry a little bit about the like hmm, dare I say like factoriness of churning out students who like might know how to follow a process but might not necessarily know how to make decisions yeah that's a really great point and it makes me think of like another analogy is like breaking the grid in design you know we know a grid system a grid structure is what your design like hangs on and and brings it all together but we also know there's times when you need to break the grid yeah and when breaking the grid actually makes it a better design because it makes it appear more visually balanced or visually more interesting whatever it is that you're going for whereas if you'd literally struck to uh, stuck to the exact structure you know that was set up it wouldn't have felt as good so sometimes like stepping outside the mold is necessary totally and i i also want to add like I totally understand why students stay in the mold because they're getting graded on it. You know, like that's that's part of getting their, their education and getting their certificate or whatever at the end. And so I understand why. And I, I don't think it's necessarily students fault. Um, I, I, I would actually put this a little bit on the boot camps and encourage them to like, you know, maybe teach the process in a way that's like, cool, this is one way you could do it, but you should like adapt to fit your needs or like, you know, get the things that you need to, to make the decisions and break the mold when you need to break the mold. Ultimately, you know, you're trying to get to a good design. And so take whichever path that might be to get there. It's not always linear. Yeah, I love that. I think that that's great advice. And maybe if there's anyone running a boot camp listening, <laughs> they, they can start to change that. I don't know. I would expect that boot camp teachers, because often boot camps sort of like guarantee you a job or whatever yeah, in X right? amount of time frame. Yeah. Um, they must be talking to companies about this and getting this feedback. So I don't know. Hopefully we'll see that change. But yeah, I don't want this episode to have put anyone off doing a boot camp if that was something that you were excited about and looking forward to. Because like we said, any type of learning is good. Totally. And whatever you feel called to, whatever, whatever you feel is going to suit your learning style best, great. Like I know I learn best when I'm working on real projects. I don't do well when things are purely theory mm-hmm. and in person is often really good for me as well because then I feel like I'm held more accountable <laughs> than when it's just online. So, you know, you'll know yourself best and go to your boot camp, do it, do great at it, but also be looking for outside sources for learning too. Um, whether that's people online or, you know, even just watching design videos on YouTube and learning about other designers' processes because there's a lot of us doing that now, which I think is really cool. Yeah. And you can learn a lot from us. Awesome. I think that's a really nice note to end uh, in this episode on. So it's interesting to hear your thoughts, Charlie. Thank you for sharing. And hopefully the listeners who submitted these questions, uh, not just these two, we've had so many in general about this topic. Uh, hopefully this has helped you a little bit and, and give you some things to think about when it comes to making the decision. And ultimately, you know, my advice, just 
do what's best for you and what you're most excited about. Yeah, for sure. And one last piece of advice I would say is that, and maybe I didn't realize it at the time, but in design school, in university, I was learning how to learn. Mm. Uh, like I said, when I first went into it, I wasn't in the mindset of teaching myself and being self-motivated. And uh, anyone who knows me now knows that I am teaching myself things constantly <laughs> and I'm very self-motivated. And I kind of like, you know, started to learn how to be that way in design school. So yeah, learning can teach you how to learn better as well as learning the actual skill that you went in for. Yep. Yep. Great advice. Well, Fem, where can people go to find more episodes of this show on the interwebs? You can go to dub dub dub. HTTPS slash slash. You know how to do it. Designlife.fm is where all of our episodes are. You can listen all the way back to five years ago, I suppose now. I, I don't even remember what episode one is about, but I'm sure it's a good one. You can tweet us on Twitter. Uh, we are at designlifefm on there as well. We'd love to hear from you if you have questions or topic requests. Uh, just send us a tweet. Yeah, especially if it's one like this that feels like, why didn't we make an episode about this a long time ago? I'm sure there's other things we've missed. And I'm also sure, Fem, that our first episode was not that great. So yep. let's not encourage to go listen to it. <laughs> well, you'll see our growth since then. Yes. Yeah, good point. All right, Fem. Well, have a good day. I'll see you next you time. You too. Bye-bye. Bye.